listening in. So, um, today we'll be talking about uh, the difference between God's perspective and our worldly perspective. Not necessarily our own perspective, but like the worldly perspective. Just like on our lives, on our situations. So, who out there has heard the unbeliever's argument of, if God was real, if he was present, then why did he do X, Y, Z? Why did he cause this pain, this suffering? Why did he let me go through that? It's a pretty common argument. The thing is, we live in a broken and evil world. Once sin had entered the world, um, yeah, once sin entered the world, it became a broken and evil world. And until we reach heaven, we will have to deal with pain, loss, suffering, affliction, upon many other things. But the thing is, we do not have to go uh, our lives alone. There is one who is a comfort, a refuge, and loves and cares for you. So today we are going through uh, Romans 5, 1 through 11, which Paul talks about the difficulty we have in this world. So here we go. Um, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have a peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. For while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For no one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would even dare to die. But God shows his love for us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we have been now justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if while we were, for if while we were enemies we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more, now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have been, from who, through whom we have received reconciliation. Okay, so what does that all mean? Well, Paul says we rejoice in God, and we also rejoice in our suffering, because suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And that hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts and through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. So something we have to realize in this world is... um. We will deal with many things. We will deal with suffering, hardship, affliction. But um, through that is when we learn to rely on God more. We rejoice in our sufferings because we know that we cling to God more. We cling to Jesus more. Because if we're living our life in luxury, in pleasure, in self-seeking um, things... Uh, we will learn to rely not on God, but on ourselves. But then when we go through suffering, we don't know where to look. But if you're a Christian and you go through suffering, you know where to look. Jesus. 
And that's when we learn to rely on God more. We learn to glorify in Him more. Okay, so first point. We deserve death as sinners. I want everyone to know that. We have not earned our faith in eternal life. Jesus earned it for us by taking the place for us of our death and bearing our sin, shame, and anxieties. We deserve nothing but eternal life or eternal death in hell because of our sins. We deserve absolutely nothing but Jesus' death. God doesn't owe us a single thing. Our persecutions um, that we face is a result of sin. But I want to make clear, not your own sin or your faith, but sin entering the world. Because of that, we had to face hardships. Jesus says that um, in Genesis, or not Jesus, God says in Genesis, the Word of God says in Genesis, uh, after Adam ate the apple and Eve ate the apple, he said, you will have to face hardships. You will have to earn, you will have to, uh, you will have to live by the, your hard labor. You will have to live by your suffering, by your difficulty. Um, second point, our suffering produces endurance. Paul points out that our suffering produces endurance and in turn produces hope. This is because in our suffering is when we hope and trust in God to deliver us. In our suffering is when we can learn to lean on God to learn or we learn to rely on God. I know many out there right now are suffering with hardship, with difficulty, maybe in your marriage, in your relationship, maybe an illness or a chronic wound or disease. Some out there could be dealing with depression, anxiety, stress. Maybe you're, in, maybe you're a believer, but your family isn't, and they pushed you away. Or maybe someone in your family has fallen away from Christ, and it's hurt your heart to see them in that state. Maybe you're struggling with temptation or addiction. I'm sure whoever is listening right now has some difficulty that seems too big to overcome. But listen, first, Jesus has overcome everything, including your hardships. And as one of my favorite worship songs goes, I lay all my cares before you. My doubts and fears don't scare you. You are bigger than I thought you were. So much bigger than I thought. God is so much bigger than your worries, your fears, your anxieties, and your difficulty. You will regret, or you will not regret, casting your cares on him. As he says, come, rest, all ye who are weary and heavy laden. I will give you rest. For me, for three and a half years, I have been dealing with a chronic wound at my lower back, which prevents me from sitting and attending school. Well, it has. I can sit now for short periods of time. But because of this, I was dealing with depression for some time. But through it, I learned to rely on God and not myself. I actually grew in my relationship with God through this time. I've asked God for healing of it many times. People have prayed over me for it. Pastors have prayed over me for it. Um, and it just really bummed me out that it wasn't going away. Doctors have pretty much tried everything, but nothing really helped. But I have no blame for God. As I have progressed, I have grown with God. I've realized that He is using it for some reason, maybe even right now in this moment. Maybe I'm speaking to someone dealing with a similar situation. Maybe you're dealing with a chronic wound that just won't go away. You've asked for healing. You've asked for help. It just seems to not go away. 
But besides that, I have grown so much more with God. I've had a time to read his word and hear him. And this is what that verse means. I have rejoiced in my suffering because I know it produces more character, hope, and endurance in me than any other time in my life. For anyone who has or may be dealing with something difficult, whether it be a chronic wound, depression, uh, anxiety, relationship issues, God wants you to know he loves you. He cares for you. He's not forsaken you. He's never left you. Because I know from personal experience how it feels to be struggling with something and wanting it healed or restored. It seems God isn't wanting to help. Like he's not there. But he is. He is there. He loves you and he puts those difficulties in your path for a reason. To help build endurance and strengthen you so that you can rely on him more. And someday so that you can tell others about him and what he has done in your life. I'm not saying God won't immediately heal you either. With prayer, that is sometimes the case. For me, when I was born, I had a heart defect, and they were going to have to do open-heart surgery for me. But through God's healing and a miracle, I am still alive on this earth. And just a week or two ago, I had an awful pain in my neck and my shoulder and my chest. Like, I couldn't, I could barely breathe. Like, it was a struggle to breathe. And I prayed for healing, and God healed me within the hour. Proverbs 3, 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. See, our own understanding will let us down. Our will, our desire, is self-centered, right? It might be hard to understand, but God has a perfect will and a perfect plan for your life. Filled with ups and downs, mountains and valleys. And he's put those valleys, those difficulties, in our life for a reason. Whether to strengthen our relationship with God, or to help others in the future. All we need to do is trust in his perfect plan, his perfect will and time. And no, he's working everything out for our good. Not our own understanding of good at that time, but his understanding of good for our life. Jesus says, well, somebody comes to him and says, good teacher. And Jesus is like, what did you just call me? I am not good. Because he was speaking from his fully human aspect saying nothing on this earth is good only God is good our own understanding is not good our own will is not good our own timing is not good only God's will and his timing and his plan is good God also gave us this promise when we walk with him Isaiah 43 2 says when you pass through the waters I will be with you and through the rivers they shall not overwhelm you when you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. Though your situation may seem to you like a lot to handle, it isn't to Jesus. He can help you through that situation, and it will not overwhelm you. It will not overtake you, because God is so much greater than what you're going through. Joe Olstein said this in a tweet, that God won't give you something you can't handle. Sorry, Olstein, that's not true. That's completely false. The key word is you. God will give you things in situations that you cannot handle. The purpose because of this is that we will rely on God for help, not on ourselves. Through God is when we will overcome situations or difficulties we will face. Okay, third point. Our situations lead us to glorify God. 
I kind of touched on this already, but our difficulties end up glorifying God for a couple reasons. First, we learn to rely on God and trust in Him instead of ourselves. Second, we can be a light to others that are, that are also suffering and show that because of God, our situations are not overtaking or overwhelming us. Thirdly, our testimony can show to others that God will lead you through that difficulty, and relying on Him will make so much of a difference. If you're struggling with this concept, um, I encourage you to uh, read John Piper's book, Do Not Waste Your Life, or Don't Waste Your Life is the name of it, sorry. This book talks a lot on the subject of loss and sacrifice for the sake of Christ. It also talks about glorifying in Him when we're struggling and in our difficult situations. So I'm going to read um, from part of the book, pages 67 through 68. Uh, I believe it starts with, Pain and pleasure are ways to make much of Christ. And for this is not that a thousand pleasant things don't come our way as Christians, nor is that we should not enjoy them as gifts of God and glorify Him with thanksgiving. We should. That is what the Bible teaches. Everything created by God is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving, for it is made holy by the word of God in prayer. 1 Timothy 4, 4-5 And it is true that one who offers thanksgiving as a sacrifice glorifies me. That's Psalms fifty twenty three. The reason I don't stress this is that we are spring-loaded to see the pleasant side of truth. We are fallen comfort-loving creatures. We are always on the lookout for ways to justify our self-protecting, self-securing, self-pleasing ways of life. I know it's about myself, and I'm glad about this. I'm glad that this is not all bad. God richly supplies us with everything to enjoy. 1 Timothy 6-17 How we handle loss shows who our treasure is. But what I know even more surely is that the greatest joy in God comes from giving his gifts away, not in hoarding them or for ourselves. It is good to work and have. It is better to work and have in order to give. God's glory shines more brightly when he satisfies us in times of loss than when he provides for us in times of plenty. The health, wealth, and prosperity gospel swallows up the beauty of Christ in the beauty of his gifts and turns the gifts into idols. The world is not impressed when Christians get rich and say thanks to God. They are impressed when God is so satisfying that we give our riches away for Christ's sake and count to gain. No one ever said that they learned their deepest lessons of life or had their sweetest encounters with God on the sunny days. People go deep with God when the drought comes. That is the way God designed it. Christ ain't or Christ aims to be magnified in life most clearly by the way we experience him in our losses. Paul is our example. He says, We were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death. But that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God, who raises the dead. 2 Corinthians 1, 8-9 The design of Paul's suffering, Paul's suffering, was to make radically clear for his own soul and for ours that God and God alone is the only treasure who lasts. When everything in life is stripped away except God and we trust him more because of it, this is gain and he is glorified. Wasting life by running from pain. This design for the Christian life is so crucial that we should open our eyes to see how extensively the Bible speaks about it. 
Untold numbers of professing Christians waste their lives trying to escape the cost of love. They do not see that it is always worth it. There is more of God's glory to be seen and savored through suffering than through self-serving escape. Paul puts it like this, through our own through our outer nature is wasting away. Or, though our outer nature is wasting away, our inner nature is being renewed every day. For this slight momentary affliction is preparing us for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. 2 Corinthians 4, 16-17 Momentary refers to a lifetime in comparison with eternity. Slight refers to suffering and death compared to the weight of everlasting joy in the presence of God. This is what we gain if we hold fast to Christ. This is what we waste. That is, or This is what we waste if we don't. God designs that tribulations intensify our hope for the glory of God. Paul says in Romans 5.2 that we have access by faith into grace and rejoice in the hope and glory of God. Then he tells us, not only that, we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope. 3-4 through four. This hope that grows and deepens and satisfies through suffering is the hope of verse 2 the hope in, of the glory of God. We were made to see and savor this glory, and God, in love, will use whatever trials are necessary to intensif intensify our savoring of his glory. So, John Piper pretty much says that we glorify God in our suffering and through our affliction and difficulty that we learn to rely on God more through our suffering and through our affliction than in our self-pleasing or self or in our pleasures in our pleasures we don't see God as much we don't see our need for him as much our entire life is meant to magnify Christ in the pain and in the pleasure but God designed pain and difficulty in such a way that when we experience it we learn to rely on God and not ourselves A pastor at my church explained it like this. When we live our life in pleasure and comfort, we don't see our need for help and our need for a savior. We learn to rely on ourselves. But through our pain and difficulty is when we see our need for help, and that help is Jesus. So we rejoice in our suffering because it helps us to rely on God and not ourselves. We see more of our need for a savior in pain than we do in pleasure. So in conclusion, as Sinful human beings, we deserve nothing, and that is something we need to grasp. I've seen so many atheists say, why did God do this or that? Because, because God is God. I mean, who are we to judge our creator? We're the clay, he's the potter. Who are we to say, you made me wrong in this way, or why did this happen to me? God knows who he created us to be. Second, our suffering produces endurance. And thirdly, we learn to glorify God in our situations friends out there. I hope you learned today that through our own strength, we won't succeed. But through God, we will overcome our situations and struggles. We will overcome anything because he has overcame the world. Okay, let's pray. Dear Lord, I just pray today that we will grasp the understanding that um, our life will be filled with pain. You know, it will also be filled with pleasure. Lord, I pray that we learn to rely on you more in our pain, in our difficulty. 
I pray that we can grow in a relationship with you through that pain and learn to rely on you more. And Lord, I just pray for those out there dealing with struggles, with difficulty. I pray that you'll just bring them peace and joy, Lord. I pray that you'll just come over them and show them your presence and your happiness, your joy, your comfort. I pray that they will seek you as a refuge, Lord. I pray that they will want you with every single aspect of their being, Lord. In Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen. So thanks everyone. If you think someone or if you think someone needs to hear this, please share this with them. And be sure to like and follow or subscribe, depending on which platform you are on. Also, I opened up a spread shop with different apparel and merch that you can buy. I don't have much up there right now, but check it out. I believe it's uh, changelivingapparel.spreadshop.com. No spaces. But I will put the link in my bio and in the description of the podcast of this uh, of the show. Thanks, everyone.